On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, he's now a national champion. We catch up with Dogs Academy product and LSU Eunice Bengals backstop, Aiden Macris. Welcome to episode 135 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We first met Aiden Macris more than 100 episodes ago, episode 21 to be exact. He was a fresh-faced high schooler with Dogs Academy in Okotoks just as he was heading off to join Baseball Canada's junior national team. We talked about his journey in baseball, growing up in Airdrie, and his future plans, which included heading to LSU Eunice. Here's what he had to say about that opportunity then. It's been eye-opening the last couple months for sure ever since I signed my national letter of intent because they, they're an unreal program. Their track record of players that have been produced or moved on to higher levels of baseball or education. The, and even winning their World Series the past year here was unbelievable. So it was, it was great see seeing them have that success in the past and, and even now in the present. Fast forward a couple of years, and it's amazing how things have come full circle. In the COVID-shortened 2020 campaign, Macris made an immediate impact by hitting 439 with three home runs and 17 RBIs in just 14 games. We named the 6'2", 219-pound catcher to our All-Alberta College team for his efforts. As a freshman this season, he put up great numbers again, hitting 291 with 12 dingers and 47 ribbies in 40 games. The Bengals capped off the season by winning the NJCAA Division II National Championship with a wild 5-4 win over Western Oklahoma. It was a 14-inning marathon won on a wild pitch of all things. It's been a crazy few days to say the least for the Bengals, whose roster also includes another Dogs Academy grad in pitcher Jackson Fraser. Macris was gracious enough to take some time earlier this week to talk about the whole experience and catch up on a few questions we didn't get to ask him the first time around. Aiden, thanks so much for joining us again on the podcast. Thank you for having me. How does it feel to be a national champion? You know, there's there's no words to describe it. Um, honestly, just the feeling after the final out was made, it it was storybook. You know, felt like felt like a movie, um, and how everything had unfolded after the fact, and then all the events leading up to it with our team. You know, there's no better group of guys I think that could have done what we did this year and had all the success that we did. Talk us through that final game. I mean, the ups and downs as a viewer were insane. And then to win it all on a wild pitch, what was it like being in the dugout for that? Oh, you know, the we were all behind our guys the whole way, and, and there's no, no other way it could have been, you know, because being in there, you know, fans in the stands probably, you know, panicking or holding their breath, you know, but um, going through all our minds, you know, it was – it was calm because we had we had worked countless hours through the fall and then through our spring season, um, preparing for this moment and getting to where we wanted to be. And then when it when it all came down to it on the the strikeout and then the the error that was made by their catcher, um, things were unfolding for us the way that they were supposed to be because the Western Oklahoma team they hadn't had a wild pitch all tournament. I hadn't been a wild pitch or a pass ball for them all tournament. 
And then when that came across, it was definitely deserving, like us deserving to win and the way that it was supposed to lay for us. How do you keep calm in a situation like that? Like, I mean, you said that it, a lot of it has to do with just the belief in the work ethic, but at the same time, it's got to be quite the challenge to kind of keep everything in check, especially as the innings roll on. Yeah, going going into extra innings was for sure huge when, when we, we tied the game in the, the top of the ninth. Um, but then, you know, trying to stay calm with all of that, it's a coach always says the haze in the barn. We've put in all this work, so whatever's going to happen, happens. And, you know, it's whatever plan that the big man upstairs has for you and, and your success and failure or, you know, how things are going to lay out for you. But we, everything happens the way it's supposed to. Ever been a part of a game like that with so many twists, turns, and uh, frankly, wild emotional swings? I haven't. I haven't. And especially it being at, at that stage as well. You know, the, the last game of the season for both teams, whichever way it went. But just the intensity that it brought extra out of us um, heading into those those extra five innings that we went was superb. When we talked to you a couple of years ago, you mentioned how unreal it was to be heading to a program that was just coming off a national championship. Did you ever imagine it coming full circle like it did? I did. Because, you know, the, the program and, and the the work that everybody puts in here, um, it, it's, it's bound to happen. It should happen year after year, but, you know, some things don't go your way one year and then you end up losing out, but... Um, absolutely, I expected to win a national championship when I was coming here. Do you think you could have done it last year as well? I mean, just looking at how, how that team did and how you did personally, I mean, there's there's a chance that you guys could have done that twice in a row there. Yeah, you know, we, we absolutely could have won last year as well, but um, it wasn't meant to be. You know, with COVID season getting canceled, it just it wasn't meant to be that year. And then our guys being able to come back this year a third-year guys choosing to come back this year and play another year for for Jeff Willis um, and and be a part of this program again was extremely determinate or they were extremely determined. Sorry, you know, for for this goal that everybody has and and winning the last game of the year. What was so special about this team in your eyes? The bond that you have. On, on the field especially, but more so off the field with everybody. Um, there is, it's an extreme brotherhood that, you know, you lay down your life for, for one another if it came down to it at some point in your life because these are friendships that you'll have for a lifetime, you know, and that definitely helps you on the field because, you know, you trust one another more than anybody else. You spend so much time together and then, for it to all fall into place is unreal. Speaking of unreal, you've had a couple of really great seasons with the Bengals. Did you expect to make an impact right out of the gates like you did? I did because of, you know, kind of how how we went about high school ball back home. And being with the Dogs program is that they their goal is to prepare you for the next level. And the coaches there, I think, did a tremendous job 
with everybody of of preparing them for what college ball is going to be like in the schedule so that when I got down here, you know, he just kind of rolled right into it. The practices with the, the game schedule and the travel, you know, we, we had done a lot of that through high school, and I, I really think that helped. Did anything take you by surprise between the time that we last talked to you and today in terms of that transition between high school and college? Not really by surprise, but definitely with COVID happening last year um, and then the skill that was going to be brought in this year um, for this year's junior college players because really nobody was moving on. So then you got third-year guys or even a fourth-year guy that we had on our team staying on their same teams. The the skill level and the compete for every game just absolutely skyrocketed because everybody is back and, and the, the JUCO ball was 10 times better because of um, a global pandemic that mm-hmm. we had, right? So the skill set of everybody, um, everybody had to bring up their skill set when they came back for the next year. We've talked a lot about your successes. What about some of the biggest challenges you faced over the last couple of years? What kinds of things have you had to overcome to to get to the level that you're at now? Um, some problems with, uh, you know, like my hips and, and all of that. I, uh, I had surgery on my right hip to uh, repair my labrum and then to shave down some bone. I had that done, um, I think, October 31st last year. And, um, you know, that was, I was going, I was going into my first college season and that was one thing that I didn't want to miss, especially on my first one. So, you know, going through all the, like the rehab and, and the surgery down here, um, to try to make it back for our first game, um, our opening weekend, the middle of January. And then ended up doing that. And then our season got canceled. But then going into this year, you know, feeling healthy, feeling strong and all of that. And then I think about halfway through, um, I was starting to get some more problems with the same hip, actually. So I went and got it looked at, um, told me that um, I retore my labrum in it and I would need surgery again. And, you know, we were we were on a roll. So I figured I'll finish the season, I'll get the surgery over this summer, and we'll do all that. But then just just having a having to go through that and battle through it every day, um, playing and especially being a catcher, using it all the time was, was it was tough. Mm-hmm. Going and having the having to win it all at the end definitely makes it worth it. Who do you lean on in a situation like that where you've got an injury? It's not necessarily um, a unique injury by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, it's something that it's sort of a unique injury to everybody. It affects everybody differently. And so do you lean on anybody or do you just kind of uh, focus in on yourself? Normally, just, you know, you obviously down here, you know, being away from a family, you can't really lean on them in person, but definitely, you know, talking to them. Just trying them doing everything that they can, you know, to try to help me through it, make sure, you know, doing everything to stay healthy and, and remain healthy. Um, but, you know, you, you can lean on your teammates, too, right? Because, you know, they're, they're not they're not robots or like there's sympathy. There's there's all these other things. And then having somebody people to lean on and, you know, help you through 
tough times and, and everything else you got going on in your life definitely helps. One of the questions that some of our listeners have asked over the last little while surrounds being a student athlete. And some have said that you have to remember that you are a student first and an athlete second. And from your standpoint, how difficult has it been to find that happy medium so that you are fulfilling all of your obligations? You know, it, it is tough. You know, it's it's definitely nothing easy. Um you know, and it's just trying to get all your work done. Um, you know, if, when you're on the road and you got a bus ride, you know, bring, bring your laptop, bring your books, you know, study, get your homework done there whenever you can. Because, you know, between practices and stuff, you don't like you have time, but not as much as as other people or or as much as you might want. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's crunch time. But, you know, it's it's just schoolwork. Right. It's not it's not like real world pressure for anything else that, that lots of other people might have going on and and it's just a constant it's dedication to make sure that you're doing something like yeah you're playing baseball but ultimately the goal is for your education and baseball is just helping you to help and pave the way there right to pay mm-hmm. for education or for the degree that you might want when we talked last time, you were just coming off a T12 appearance. You were just about to head off to Canada's junior national team. What's it been like playing on stages like that, and how did it help you in getting ready for college and playing on some of those big stages down south? Definitely um, helped me deal with anxiety and, and the pressures of the game. You know, just being able to... It's just a game, right? It's just a game. is fun. Being able to play a child's game as long as you can, right? Um, definitely just taking a step back and, and breathing through the moment or the stage that you're on because ultimately it's, it's a game and this is all supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. With the benefit of hindsight now, and you mentioned them a little bit earlier on, what's the Dogs Academy program meant to you now being able to look back on it? They help mold the player that I am and the person that I am today, given everything that the coaches have taught us, the lessons that the academy has taught us throughout the years, the countless years that I've been there and that people are, are there, you know, it, they create, they help mold young men and then get them ready for the next stages of their life, right? And and going to the academy it was definitely the best decision I think I made in my life, moving down and choosing to drive over however long every day to practice and, and through the winter sessions and their their family and, and those are my brothers and, and my coaches are they're definitely people that I do anything for. Looking back, you had those alumni like Jordan Precision come through offering words of advice or wisdom on their time. Now with a couple of years of college under your belt, if you had advice for those kids just joining up in the academy like in Okotoks, what would that advice be? Enjoy the process. You know, everything's going to happen for a reason. And, you know, you might not be on the team that, you know, you wanted to be on, but the coaches know what they're doing and you just have to put all your faith and trust in them because you want to, you want to get the playing time so that schools can get looks at you. It's not about being on the best team. It's about playing on a team where you can develop yourself and develop into the best baseball player that you can possibly be.
you mentioned surgery. What's next for you? I'm having the another surgery done on the 30th, actually, um, this month, and then get ready for next year's fall. You still playing at LSU Eunice, or whereabouts are you going to be playing? No, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on coming back here for another year. It's hard to give this place up, for sure. Talk a little bit about that program just in, in general terms as well. I mean, it's it's obviously a place that's very close to your heart. It is. You know, like you got you got family down here, you got brothers, and then you have the aspect of, you know, coaches who will do anything for you. It's 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 a bond created through the year amongst everybody that creates i think the amount of success that this program has and and being about how jeff willis runs the place like how he runs things and how it's the attention to detail in the the smallest aspects of your life that he's trying to mold for everyday things not just baseball he's 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 molding men and then those those aspects transfer into baseball he's teaching you life skills to then apply on the field that you know you'll you'll have forever absolutely final question for you here Aiden what does the game of baseball mean to you (laughs) I don't that's uh it definitely means more to me than a lot of other small things in my life you know it's it's been a big part of my life ever since I can walk you know, playing the game every day and getting to getting to play beside people you love and with people you love, you know, it's it's definitely one of the best sports in the world for a lot of different reasons. There's there's way too many to to try to attack, but um, definitely the love for the game is more than I think I have for anything else. Aiden, again, congratulations to you and your teammates. Congrats on all of your personal successes, and thanks for joining us to catch up on all the things that have happened over the last couple of years. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Aiden Macris for joining us this week. As the college baseball season winds down, we'd like to tip our caps to all of Alberta's athletes who hit the field stateside. It's been awesome getting to follow your journeys, and we look forward to recapping a few more of your seasons in the weeks ahead, while we also get to turn our attention to action on the field here in our province this summer. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.